0: Voices from the Valley, a podcast of the Community Foundation for the Fox Valley Region. I'm Amy Spreeman, and today we are talking all things scholarships, about making dreams come true for young people who are looking ahead to what comes next after high school graduation, and for anyone of any age pursuing further education, what you would call a non-traditional student. Did you know that the Community Foundation is the largest scholarship provider in the Fox Valley? In 2023, we awarded over $1.4 million in scholarships, totaling 510 awards from 240 individual scholarship funds. Now, this includes all of our foundation scholarship funds, which also includes our geographic affiliates in Brilliant, Chilton, Clintonville, Shano, and Wapaka, and, of course, corporate scholarship funds as well. And it's grown even bigger for 2020. 24. This year, we can offer over $1.7 million in awards to graduating high school students and students already in college. And if you're a parent or a student hoping to be awarded such a scholarship, well, you're going to want to apply now as deadlines are fast approaching and our application portal is open for you to get started. Well, today we want to talk beyond just the dollar amounts and numbers, as amazing as those are, and talk about the impact of how these scholarships are changing futures and building our community in ways you might not imagine. There are so many stories we hear from students whose futures would not have been possible without these scholarships, and we also want to hear from people who create the scholarship funds. In fact, we even help them do that, to honor a loved one, to give back to their alma mater, to leave a legacy after their lifetime, or just to make a difference in a profession that they made a career of all sorts of reasons to set up a scholarship fund. Joining us here on the podcast today is Ida Berg, the scholarship manager here at the Community Foundation. Hello, Ida. Hi, Amy. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for joining us. And also in the studio today is Rin Nason, the Community Foundation's Donor Services and Gift Planning Coordinator, who works with EDA to manage this massive program. Hi, Rin. Hi, Amy. Thanks so much for having us today. You two are both so busy this time of year. Tell us a little bit about all the schools you work with. What's involved with getting these funds ready for applicants?
1: Yeah, we work with a lot of high schools. So in the greater Fox Valley area, again, reaching our affiliates in Chilton, Brilliant, Clintonville, Wolpaca, and Shano. So we work with high schools um, such as the Appleton Area School District, Kimberly, Kakana. we work with Menasha Nina, and then again, those further regions up to kelly County and Tudor County as well. So wow. a lot, almost 70
0: different high schools. That's incredible. We we mentioned that the Community Foundation is known for being the largest provider of funds. And the, the last two years, you have upped the game as far as the online application experience with a portal that really is easy to use. Tell us about that.
1: So we have a online scholarship portal where all of our um, applications are housed and we have applications, what we call universal applications that include just more than one individual scholarship in that application. So. Our largest application, which is called the Community Foundation Universal Scholarship Application, actually includes over 60 individual scholarships that students can apply to by just filling out that one application. So instead of having to fill out 60 different applications, which would be crazy, (laughs) students can just fill out one um, or couple applications like that and qualify to as many scholarship opportunities as they can. And you can also search by high school. Is that correct? That is correct. So on our website, we have a great search tool where students um, can select their high school that they go to. And then a tab pops up where those scholarship opportunities that students can qualify for, just based on the fact that they go to a certain high school, they get that in one neat list.
0: You know, we're going to talk more about how to apply for scholarships in a moment, because I know you've got some great tips for uh, students but let's talk a little bit about some of the stories that that you hear, because you work with uh, parents, students, high school counselors. You work with fund holders, people who create these scholarships for all sorts of reasons. What are some of the funds that we have at the Community Foundation that really have stuck out to you personally? A couple of the newer ones really come to mind. We have
1: an exciting new opportunity for Arcadia High School students where two students each year that wouldn't have the ability to go to college otherwise can do so with this scholarship fund called Achieving My Dreams Scholarship. And that is a full-ride scholarship to UW System or to a technical school in Wisconsin. And that just opens doors for those students in
0: ways that we can't even imagine. Yeah. Rin, how about you? Anything stick out to you personally?
2: Yeah. In my role, I'm very involved with all the setup of the new funds. So in my time here, I'd say the most impactful scholarships have definitely been the memorial ones. Yes. Getting to learn about people's stories and, you know, seeing the contributions come in from all sorts of family members or being called out in an obituary and just seeing the community come together to honor somebody's legacy is really impactful.
0: You know, I've seen it where um, students or former students uh, who have a friend maybe who's passed away have come together to set up a scholarship as well uh, in honor of that friend, or it can be a family member or anybody.
1: Yeah, we have a lot of those funds. Definitely a few that have been set up by groups of people to honor their friends, such as the Grant Richmond Memorial Scholarship in, in Chilton. Yeah, definitely I agree with Rin that those scholarships that are set up in memory of someone are definitely the most memorable ones. They often require a lot of conversations with the fund advisors, the donors who are establishing the funds, and those conversations can often be very emotional. I I definitely have been crying along with the donors multiple times. It is such a, a wonderful thing that people can do through a scholarship fund, but such a painful thing to go through in some cases. Um We have a scholarship fund, the Kayla Jetsack Behind the Scenes Scholarship Fund, where they lost their daughter and they wanted to memorialize her through the scholarship fund to really give awards to students who are in extracurricular activities preference to be for theater kids who are working behind the scenes and not necessarily that most shining outgoing person who are who's on the stage but working diligently behind the scenes to make those things happen so those students can shine and um A lot of the times um, when I engage with our fund advisors, a part of the scholarship process is that they can present the award at the high school. Um, And often with the memorial funds, it takes a couple of years for those donors to be able to do that as they are still, you know, going through that mourning process. So the first year that they're setting up the fund, they might not want to do that. They don't feel comfortable or they feel like they wouldn't still the pain is still too fresh. But then the second year, they're excited to go and meet the recipients, see the students and see the the process of handing the award to a student and, mm-hmm. and honor their loved ones in that way.
0: Oh, that's fabulous! And you know, there's also um, other types of scholarship awards too, where uh, a community may have gotten together to provide scholarship opportunities for students in that community. One of them that I remember from a few years back is talking about the Gresham. The community of Gresham has a scholarship fund where uh, they really go all out, and they they want to make sure that anybody who has at least a C average, I believe it is. Yep, two Yeah. So who can get in and and um, just really realize their dreams for the future. We're going to uh, link that one up. Uh, We've got a story that we have uh, that people can go and check that out. In fact, uh, we've got some sound from that. Let's take a listen to a podcast we did uh, in Gresham a few years ago.
3: I would say physical therapy is my dream job. I love going to work every day and I love doing what I do. My name is Mindy Huffman. I've been working in this field for about five years now. We see all sorts of conditions, anywhere from strokes to brain injuries to patients that have had their knees or their hips replaced. We run the whole gamut and every day, honestly, is a new adventure. The patients light up when you walk in the room. I really enjoy seeing that. Gresham has always been a part of my life. So I graduated in 2009. The scholarship was worth $750. Um, The foundation has been able to build more and more. This was the first piece to help walk me along my path to be able to succeed the way that I have. Um, I don't think I would have gotten as far as I have gotten in life if I didn't have the support of my community and the support of the scholarship to be able to allow me to go to the school that I really felt helped nurture me into my next schooling as a physical therapist. I'm very excited to be able to turn this around in the future and give back to the students that are up and coming, getting ready to be able to chase their dreams and be able to do the same things that I was able to do as a graduate of Gresham High School.
4: I get good grades, but you know, college is so expensive. Even if I'm going for a few years through scholarships, that could help me pay for it, and then I don't got to worry as much about other things because you know I don't want to be in tens of thousands of dollars of debt. The Gresham Dollar for Scholars uh, program is really nice because it helps kids who are struggling get an education beyond K through 12 because there's plenty and plenty of bright kids who can't go to college. And through the Gresham Dollars for Scholars program, they can.
0: Yeah, that's that's an incredible scholarship opportunity they have there in Gresham and uh, one that you manage personally that you that you both have uh, worked with those students.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is such an amazing fund. It provides scholarships, I believe, for 2023 and twenty four. It is forty five hundred dollars for Every single graduating senior from Gresham High School, as long as they have that 2.0 average, um, who is going to either technical school or a four year college, it doesn't matter. Um, They get that award, they get that support from their community.
0: Oh, that's
2: great. And another amazing thing about that one is there's explicitly the opportunity for students to defer for several years if maybe their path isn't to go to college right after high school, they're going to take a more non-traditional path, that scholarship has the opportunity for students to defer for a couple years and still collect that award at that time. Oh, that's great.
0: You know, uh, one of the joys that you get to see are the thank you notes that come in. And you kind of coordinate between the student maybe who wrote a, a thank you note and the actual donor, the fund holder who might have set that, that up. Tell me a little bit about those thank you notes and what they mean to you
1: yeah. um, so our process for thank you notes is that we share the thank you notes that students sent us with the donors, and they love receiving those thank you notes. It is a very tangible way of of seeing that impact in real life that the students are experiencing through the awards. We often, Take copies and save some of the thank you notes to share after they've been, you know, sent their way to the donors. And really, what I see in the thank you notes is how grateful the students are to receive the awards. And a lot of the times, the students know exactly what they want to do. Sometimes they don't, and that is also just as valuable. And the reoccurring theme, really, in the thank you notes is how much it means from the financial aspect.
2: One thing that I personally love reading about in thank you notes is when students share their long-term goals and how this award is helping them meet them. Uh, for example, within the last year, we received a thank you note where one student shared that this award is helping them get a degree in something that is going to help them run their own daycare down the line because child care is such a need. Yes. And they are planning to set up a new center within their own home community so this award provided by their community foundation is going to help them provide childcare within their own community. So this award is supporting students and actually adding to our local economy and resources, even though you may not picture a scholarship as being something that does that. Oh, that's amazing. And, and you've actually have a, a few thank you notes with you today. I uh, sure do. Can you
0: read a few snippets?
1: Yeah, I will piggyback on what Ren just said about the students who received these awards coming back and helping their communities. So this particular student said, Although there were a few more affordable options, I ultimately chose the University of Wisconsin-Oshkosh because of the connection I built with the campus and the community. This scholarship has truly enlightened a spark within me, and it has increased my desire to serve the community of Oshkosh that much more. All of this could not be accomplished without outstanding scholarship donors like you. Thank you again for this incredible act of gratitude. I wish you the best in your future endeavors, and I look forward to using this opportunity next fall. Sincerely, Allison.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. And what an impact these
1: scholarships make. Absolutely. Here's another one. Dear Zeiler family, I'm writing to express my gratitude to you for selecting me as a recipient of the Al Zeiler Memorial Scholarship. I'm extremely honored to represent your late father, and I appreciate your generosity and support. Thanks to you, the burden of my educational expenses has been lessened. I now can focus on investing my energy into the most important part of school, learning. With your help, I will be pursuing a degree in legal studies at UW-Madison. I can't thank you enough for your service to our community. Your support is fueling the future leaders of the world. I hope to one day reciprocate your generosity you have shown me and carry on the legacy of Al. Sincerely, Maya.
0: Oh, And you also get notes about committee members, too, because these scholarships take committees to approve uh, each scholarship. Tell us a little bit about that.
2: Uh, Actually, I have two thank you letters in front of me that fit into that example. So this first one is a recipient we had this spring, and they said, I am beyond grateful for the donors who have made this scholarship possible. It gives me solace during this time of change and uncertainty knowing that there are people who want me to succeed and are helping give me the tools to do so. I thank you sincerely for this opportunity. Wow. And then another student thanked their committee specifically and said, Thank you so much for providing me with this opportunity. Words can't describe my excitement when I found out I was winning the scholarship. I've applied to over 100 at this point. So knowing that a committee decided that they wanted to invest in my future endeavors is a huge confidence booster and a gigantic gesture of goodwill.
0: Uh, and, and I know some of the awards for scholarships, you know, can range from uh, under $1,000 to much more. I, I recall interviewing uh, one committee in charge of a certain music scholarship that was, um, you're familiar with this one. Talk to us about that. The Miller
1: Family Music Education yes, Scholarship. Yes, that's the one I was thinking of. <laughs> yep. So that is currently our most generous award that is up to $100,000 over four years. So $25,000 per year for students who are pursuing music education. And what is wonderful about that scholarship is that every year we get updates from the recipients. So we get to see their progress through school. We get to see them learn more, get more confident. And um, they often share Um, performances and invitations to recitals that they participate in. And um, we work or I share them with the donors as well as the committee. So they also get to experience that growth
0: for the students. That is amazing. When we come back, we're going to roll up our sleeves and talk a little bit about successful strategies for applying for and winning a scholarship. And as we go to break, I want to play some sound from that Miller family scholarship uh, where some of the students are auditioning. We'll be right back.
5: I'm Michelle Schuler, Microsoft TechSpark, Wisconsin, and a board member for the Community Foundation for the Fox Valley Region. I believe that one person can only do so much and move so fast. But as a collective community of thought leaders, we can achieve more. The Community Foundation does that, bringing people together to help solve problems that lead to greater economic impact for all. You, too, can create an impact that lasts forever. Learn more at cffoxvalley.org.
0: Sherwood residents Marlene and Carl Buscher believe strongly in giving back, and they are encouraging their nine grandchildren to do the same. Each grandchild directs a $100 gift to a cause of their choice from their grandparents' Acts 2035 Family Fund within the Community Foundation for the Fox Valley Region. The grandchildren support a variety of causes related to their interests, from fishing to helping sick children. You can set up your own fund and inspire the next generation. Go to cffoxvalley.org
3: or call 920-830-1290.
0: We are back with Ida Berg and Rin Nason. We're talking about scholarships. And, uh, Rin, it sounds like the sooner students start applying for scholarships, the better. What is the advantage of making sure they set up an account on uh, our Community Foundation scholarship portal right away?
2: There are several advantages, and this doesn't even just apply to our scholarships, it's to scholarships in general. The sooner you can set up an account on any sort of portal to apply for a scholarship, The more time you have to realize you don't understand something and ask a question, Ah, or if something isn't working, you have time to ask for help. And let's say you you realize you need to collect additional materials, like, oh, I need this recommendation letter from a coach, or, oh, I need to actually spend some time putting together my resume and list of extracurriculars I've done before. If you start applying for something less than a week before a deadline, you may not have time to do that, and then you could miss out on all of those opportunities because you didn't give yourself time to succeed.
0: Yeah, and I I understand that uh, this particular portal that we have set up also saves your work too, so you can start a scholarship uh, application and then come back to it if you're not finished. Is that right? That is correct. You know, some scholarship applications require essays or at least a paragraph or two on why the student is applying. What can students do to really make their applications stand out?
1: Yeah, so like Rin said, um, Students should definitely start early. They should gather their documents beforehand so they have everything they need to then fill out the application. They need to understand the requirements of the scholarship application and the individual scholarships they are applying for. Mm-hmm. They need to complete every section so there's no empty spaces that might reflect poorly on them for the committee who makes the decision. Um, They should list other relevant information such as, Rin said, extracurriculars, hobbies, volunteer work, and related successes. And um, a good thing to remember here is to um, make sure they're being honest. Uh, so yes. don't embellish. Don't sell yourself short either, though. So there's a fine line between that, making sure you put in your best face forward. and But also, you know, don't fidget. So, um, highlight the best parts without twisting the truth. That rule will bring you a long way. Also, being professional in the application. so, to make sure you use proper spelling, make sure you use proper grammar and proofread the application. Yes, um maybe even not just once, but twice. there's always something that slips in there that um you didn't mean to. Or you catch something at the very last second. So definitely proofread applications. Have a second set of eyes to look at those. So not just proofread yourself, but have a friend, a parent, or a support person to really take a look at your application before you submit.
2: And I would say, you know, students who are, you know, maybe more concerned about that proofreading side of things. Because our application can be opened and doesn't have to be completed in one sitting, you could make note of what essays you have to do and work on them in your own time in, you know, like a Word document or a Google document And that gives you more time to sit and read and proofread and make sure you're spelling things correctly. You don't necessarily have to type it in the application itself.
0: You can just paste in what you've already been working on. Maybe somebody already has uh, helped you proofread it for mistakes. And then you can just take that finished document. That's, That's a great way to collaborate. Yeah, you know, a lot of us uh, parents of uh, older grown children remember that that first time maybe our oldest students started applying for scholarships. And, and what a stressful time it was, even for us as as parents. You know, we're we're wondering how much do we be involved? You know, applying for scholarships might look a little different now, too, than uh, that process did when we went through it all those years ago ourselves. So uh, what can parents do to really support their, their students?
2: There are several things we recommend. The first thing being... You know, if there is a graduating student in your family or a current college student from our area, we recommend that people peruse our website to see if there are opportunities. We've got a great frequently asked questions section that can also help people. Uh, Another huge thing this year is familiarizing yourself with the FAFSA the free application for federal student aid. Ah uh, yes. There are changes this year which are causing delays in processing times and the opening of the application, so it's important to make sure you're getting on that as soon as it's open, collecting information when possible because that delay could cause delays in other aspects of applications for college and scholarships.
0: Yeah, parents. That was always the biggest stressor for me is uh, FAFSA, and so and and I know that things have improved and changed. So, so great advice, Rin, to have parents just get right on that and understand what those changes are. Yeah,
2: and additionally, we recommend that students connect with their high school guidance counselors to ask about resources for completing the FAFSA if they are not comfortable completing it or it's their family's first time completing it on their own.
0: Oh, very good. And it's a good idea to connect with your counselor anyway. Is that right? There's, there's many other things, uh, services and resources that that counselor can provide.
2: Yeah, we like to make the the uh, analogy that you know, just as adults may use a professional advisor or financial planner for planning out their charitable giving, estate plans, their taxes, students should use resources like guidance counselors for planning out their college and scholarships because. If a resource exists, you should be taking advantage of it.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Any other advice for parents or students? Um, I would like to
1: also mention for any parents that are listening out there, make sure the students are doing the work themselves. Ah, So while you can provide those supports and be aware and support your, your children along the way here, make sure that no... Adults, no friends, are filling out applications for the students. So believe it or not, committee members can tell when this happens. So mm-hmm. when our committee members are looking at applications side by side, um, there's definitely applications that pop out in good and in bad. And committee members are fairly versed in in knowing when someone else has contributed in a significant way to a, an essay or um, students have used other means such as... Um, Jet GPT to create answers Mm -hmm. that are not truly from them.
2: And we, you know, and the committees definitely recognize that this is probably coming from a good place in your heart you're just trying to help your student have a good advantage in the world, but you're actually doing them a disservice and you might be taking them out of the running completely by doing that.
0: Yeah. So parents don't hover, but make sure that, you know, you can you can look at uh, grammar and things like that. Yeah, but, but let them do the work, right? Absolutely. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, coming up next, you know, we talked about where all those dollars come from. Might you consider starting a scholarship fund on your own? We'll be right back.
5: Do you want to make a difference in your community, but not sure how or where to start? Do you feel strongly about a cause or an organization that touched your life or the life of a loved one? Want to help students attend college? Or perhaps you want to create a legacy and inspire others to give. The Community Foundation for the Fox Valley Region is a great partner to help you make an impact now and for future generations by simplifying your giving and helping you establish a tax-deductible charitable fund. You can set it up with cash, stocks, property, or IRAs, and you can do that now or in your will. It's easy. We share our knowledge and help you not only to make a difference today, but always. Count on us to understand the important community issues and help you consider effective ways to ensure our community is a special place for all to live, work, and grow. Because together, we flourish. With a fund at the Community Foundation for the Fox Valley Region, you can support causes important to you. Join others and learn how you can make a difference at cffoxvalley.org.
2: I'm Kurt Dachin, President and CEO of the Community Foundation for the Fox Valley Region. Our community of caring donors, nonprofits, and volunteers work together to make this a place where all can flourish. Your Community Foundation is a reflection of this spirit. In 2022, more than $40 million in grants were given to nonprofits to drive their missions. I offer my sincere thanks to each of you for your strong support of our community and our unique mission to make it better. Learn more at cffoxvalley.org.
0: When students receive their scholarship awards, it's often celebrated by their teachers, counselors, parents, and the community. Here are some voices we captured at such an awards ceremony in the spring at Kakana High School. Take a listen. I'm
1: Carly Kleber. I'm planning on attending NYU, otherwise known as New York University,
3: and I'm planning on double majoring in philosophy and
0: politics. I want to be a
3: lawyer long term, and I know that by taking that path that I am going to learn the writing skills, the analytical skills, the speaking skills,
1: and so forth to set me up for success later on. I am going to be able to succeed without that burden
0: of worrying about the finances that go along with higher education.
3: Um, my name is Jacob Brigand. Uh, I plan to go to UW-Madison, studying actuarial science. Uh, it really helps with tuition or paying. which means I had to pay a lot less now, especially on the back end. So it's really just a tremendous help.
4: I'm Natalie Berry. I'm going to UW-Milwaukee for the major of general business. I am
2: super grateful because it allows me to have more assistance to be able to focus more on college instead of working my butt off, which I'll still be doing during the summers. (laughs) I'm super grateful. I am extremely proud. I couldn't be more proud. She's amazing.
4: (laughs) (laughs) My name is Terry Josephs. I'm one of four school counselors here at Kukwana High School, as well as scholarship coordinator here. I love it. It's just a fantastic end to uh, their four-year career here at Concona High School. I know when I'm presenting to students, I like to honor the donors of those scholarships as well. Many of our donors will have a scholarship to represent a loved one in memoriam of someone. Um, Some of them are alumni, and so they want to give back to other students that are just beginning or starting out in the the world after graduating from Kokona High School. Um, It it really means a lot to our community and to our families and to our, our students who have worked really hard, and it's a great opportunity to give back.
0: Welcome back. In this final segment about scholarships, we want to talk a little bit more about, you know, these scholarship funds and the people who make them possible. Ida and Rin, what can you share about some of the interesting scholarship funds that people have created right here at the Community Foundation?
1: Good question. We have a lot of scholarships, if not for everybody, then at least for almost everybody. A couple different types of scholarships I would like to highlight is um, on our website, if you are visiting our scholarship section, you can see a unique life experience scholarships, which is a group that includes our most highly specialized awards. And some of those examples of the awards in this category include scholarships for students who are childhood cancer patients or survivors. We have awards for hard of hearing students. We have awards for students who are in foster care currently or have been in foster care in Calumet County. We have awards for students with physical disabilities. So we have a lot of unique scholarships for students who might be experiencing hardships. We also have scholarships for trade. So if you're interested in going to a technical school or pursuing a trade, we have a lot to offer.
0: Yeah, we really do have a lot to offer. And I want to point out that, uh, you know, for anyone wanting to set up a scholarship fund, it, we, we make it pretty easy here at the Community Foundation, don't we?
2: Yes. So there's only a couple steps that are needed to set up a fund. The first and probably most fun one is choosing your fund's name. Oh, yes. Uh, You know, when it's a memorial, people often include the name of a person. But if it's not a memorial, sometimes people, you know, throw in the major they're doing, like the environmental sciences scholarship Mm -hmm. or something of that nature. Then people have to choose a fund purpose. You know, which type of student are you looking to support? Is the student from a certain high school? going to a certain college? Are they pursuing a specific major? Did they participate in varsity basketball? There's a lot that people choose from. And then they work with us to create a fund agreement and a scholarship profile that clearly outlines their intent. And when everything is mutually agreed upon, they know that we're going to carry out their vision we sign those documents, and then they make a gift to establish the fund, and we begin advertising their scholarship and making awards.
0: You know, I want to go back to what you said about the the bios, that sheet of what this scholarship is all about. And I love going to our website and reading those. Sometimes there's a picture of uh, the donor that's included or the the memorial, uh, the loved one. Uh, and there's some great stories. You, you can find out about people who lived maybe 50 years ago and their, their whole history and why uh, the heart behind these scholarships. I I bet you get a kick out of writing those as well.
1: I sure do. Um, So what we do is we work with our donors to establish a scholarship profile, which is the externally facing document that outlines all the details about the scholarship, such as the biography of the donor or the loved one who it memorializes. Um, That can include a picture. And like you said, Amy, sometimes we do get pictures and biographies from people who lived 50 years ago and they are carrying out their legacy to this day through the scholarship fund. We also list all the eligibility criteria, all the details of what Rincha said about GPAs and majors and and high schools and (laughs) and what type of school the student should go to so the students know right from the get-go if they qualify for the scholarship or not, when they start applying. And then we also, in that scholarship profile list, um, instructions for the students when they become recipients, as well as where to find more information. So those are some really fun bits to to work with with the donors on.
0: Well, I want to give out the website because I, and we're of course going to have that in our show notes for today's episode. So uh, you're going to want to go there, but uh, let us know what the the site is where people can find all of these resources.
1: Absolutely. Our website is
2: cffoxvalley.org slash scholarships. Pretty simple. Yeah. And we could also be reached via email at scholarships at cffoxvalley.org. And that contact information is also on the website.
0: Yes, it is. Ida and Wren, is there anything else that I haven't asked you about that you want to make sure that applicants are aware of?
1: Yeah. So just to reiterate that for 2024, we have $1.7 million in scholarships for graduating high school students and students already in college or pursuing, um, education later in life by going back to college. So we have 277 active scholarship funds offering a total of 601 awards wow. for 2024.
0: That's pretty amazing. And the sooner they get started, the better, right?
1: Absolutely. And you can start by going on our website, cffoxvalley.org slash scholarships. And there you can see all the application deadlines and instructions and those individual scholarship listings.
0: Well, Ida Berg and Rin Nason, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast and all the great work that you two are doing at the Community Foundation to help students achieve their dreams and the donors. You help them also get started on uh, creating those funds that make it happen. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Thanks, Amy.
0: Well, that's going to do it for this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to hear more, just visit cffoxvalley.org slash podcasts. There you can subscribe and get all of our episodes delivered to you wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Voices from the Valley, a podcast of the Community Foundation for the Fox Valley region.